Till I'm Tiptoed you. Dot com. The podcast about pop culture, black history, and spirituality. Yeah. It's about to be a great vibe. Dr. Tip. Gonna take it away. Till I'm Tiptoed you. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Em Tip Told You. How you guys doing? Um, I am just feeling some kind of way, but you see I have great joy while I'm feeling it uh, because it helps clarify my own vision and mission. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more with you guys later. But right now, um, here's some things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Super Bowl on yesterday. Um, I want to talk about critical awareness and self-development. I'm going to talk about how our celebration of black history uh, is becoming increasingly more trivial, and I have a problem with that, and I just want us to do better. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, Philadelphia may have won the Super Bowl yesterday, uh, but the real winner was white supremacy, and here's why. You know, uh, at the beginning of the season, there were far more black folk uh, quote unquote, standing with Kaepernick than I saw on yesterday. <laughs> so um, let, let me rewind and just say happy Black History Month because I'm going to frame all of today kind of in the, the, the spirit of celebration uh, for our history and our culture. Here's the thing. Um, you, you guys, we, we started off the season a number of us saying we boycotting the league because we understood that uh, Colin Kaepernick had been whiteballed out of the league at the root of his protest. And I, I think we do ourselves disservice not to keep at the forefront of our minds why he was protesting in the first place, and that was to end uh, the violence against black bodies, right? Um, and many of us, because of the league's response to his protest and the protests of other players, decided that we weren't weren't going to watch or support the NFL this season. Um, I saw those numbers of us being very vocal about it during preseason fall uh, throughout the season. And I noticed that people on my timeline who had been very vocal in one way or another at the beginning of the season were talking about the scores, the play from the night before. And by yesterday, it was a whole bunch of Negroes um, that were posting updates, talking about the commercials, posting pictures of the Super Bowl spreads, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I spent last of, I spent last night at my parents' house. My parents are football fans. Um, my sister is a football fan. Her her family, my nephews, uh, her husband. You know what I did? I sat in the room with them, and I took my glasses off. And anybody who knows me knows I can't see shit without my glasses. So I took my glasses off, and I just did the social media thing and uh, updated my profiles and worked on some blog posts, worked on some um, you know content I was creating for, for another project. Uh, you know, just not paying attention to what was happening. Uh, I was watching social media. And on social media... It was amazing to me the number of excuses that Negroes were making um, about why they chose to watch. Now, here's the thing that's a little disappointing to me. If we can't give up something (laughs) 
that is complete, pure entertainment, we have a problem. If we cannot give up something that's purely entertaining to, in order to protest the violence against our people, specifically our youth, then we have a huge problem that we've not begun to deal with. Now, I know that some of this is escapism. It's a drug, right? Karl Marx talked about religion as the opiate of the people. I think sports for the black community is becoming that means of escape. And while we support the league, there are very, 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 very few of us who benefit directly, monetarily, from the league. And I think we do a disservice to ourselves to not be able to walk away from something that is completely unnecessary in our lives to show the world that we are serious about ending violence against our children. Like, I, I don't know how we expect anyone to respect us when we can't even give up things that are completely superficial to our lives. Um, I want us to think more clearly and deeply about that thing. So here's what I mean by white supremacy won the day yesterday. White supremacy has always operated on um, exploiting and appropriating black intellectual property, black culture, and black bodies. So the most, um, the most obvious place we can start is the black bodies, right? These players who, yeah, they make a lot of money, but in comparison to the league owners, <laughs> the advertisers for the Super Bowl, the kind of money that they're seeing, um, and we can't make a stance. I, I just, and then we know now about CTE and other health-related issues that these players face as a result of doing nothing. I want us to think deeply about what the game of football is, <laughs> right? It's entertainment. And we can't give it up, there's a problem there. Like, I think we have to self-reflect on that individually to figure out why we can't give it up, right? What are we trying to escape from? What is it, what is it become a representation of for us? Um, is it the only time we get to see black excellence? Maybe that's why some of us can't give it up because that's the only example of black excellence we can see regularly, right? Sports. Um, and if that's the case, we have a problem because of the way we're defining black excellence. But I think it's important to pay attention to those things. And again, I'm just troubled that um, we can't give it up, not even for one season, for the purpose of protesting violence against our, our youth. Like, I don't, I just, I don't understand that. I'm trying not to be judgmental, but I'm judging the whole hell of a lot of y'all, okay? Um, the black intellectual property piece. All right, so uh, there was a Dodge truck commercial that used King. Y'all know how I feel about trivializing King. And then damn y'all if, if y'all don't do it during Black History Month. Listen, here's my frustration with black people. Y'all don't think deeply, not y'all, some of us don't think deeply about things. We don't think deep enough about things. But let's just look at this as an intellectual property thing, right? So Ava DuVernay, when she made the, the movie Selma, she petitioned, um, to use some of King's speech material in the film she was denied. But here we have a, uh, a car manufacturer use his words to sell a truck. And, not, and I want to be clear, it was not the King family nor the King Foundation that authorized this. It was Dexter King, 
right? The person who wanted to sell his dad his Bibles. But that's a whole nother issue, right? Um, and I am offended by that because I know who King was, right? There are people on my social media feed who think it's a good thing um, that King's words were shown on, on this commercial. It made them feel quote unquote proud. How the hell did that make you feel proud? You ain't heard King before? You have access to his materials all the time. The King Foundation has done a wonderful job of archiving. And this is if you want to learn more about King. The King Foundation has done a wonderful job of archiving speeches and letters, handwritten notes and things like that. You can access digitally from the comfort of your own computer at home. Right? So you ain't even got to go to no archives. You don't got to read nobody's long, uh, esoterically worded a trope, a tome about him. No, you have access to his materials, right? And you can read for yourself that King was anti-exploitive capitalism. He didn't believe in capitalism. In fact, some of us know that um, the government ramped up its anti-King propaganda and work as a result of his poor people's campaign. The brother was anti-capitalism. And then we sit by and we feel proud that some company is using his words to sell a truck during Black History Month. Because that's, listen, they know how to hit you. I'm not even going there. Some of us are very easily manipulated because we don't think deeply about things. We think very superficially, Right. We need to think more deeply about things. And then I heard um, somebody said, those of us who were angry about them using King's words in that way, we're looking for reasons to be mad. If that ain't the dumbest shit I've ever heard, like that's dumb. Do you think we sit around twiddling our thumbs waiting for the next thing to happen? Why are we out here fighting it then? <laughs> right? I fight racism so that my people ain't got to be mad. What, what, that, what are you talking about? Think deeply about how, what does this do to King's legacy and who benefits, right? The big question is always for me, who benefits from this thing? So if I'm watching the Dodge commercial and I see them using, trivializing King in this way that I know King himself would have been against using King's intellectual property, to what end? To sell a truck. Who benefits? The King Foundation? The communities King sought to serve or an exploitative capitalist organization. It's not, the shit ain't that hard. Again, I think there are far too many of us who don't want to think critically. We don't want our days disrupted and King was anti that. Don't let his memory be trivialized during Black History Month and you got nothing to say about it. I'm going to get off of that because I'm getting a little too too ramped up. Okay, so let me, we've done the black bodies, we've done the black intellectual property, let's do black culture. Listen, white supremacy won again um, through Justin Timberlake's uh, halftime show. Anyone who is a fan of Prince <laughs> or pays attention to pop culture should know that the two entertainers, I will call Prince a musician, that um, that Prince and Justin Timberlake had no feel-good feelings for each other in life. The other thing we know is that Prince was very anti-using uh, folks' images in the way his image was used last night. He thought it was demonic. 
to use someone's image like a holograph or a, a performance tape or image. And, and let's remember how controlling Prince was of his image and his name in life, right? So in his death, if we are paying tribute to him, shouldn't we honor his feelings, his emotions? It's the same thing with the King thing. Shouldn't we honor who these men were and the work that they were about in life? Shouldn't we respect that in their death? Or do we allow their deaths to be an opportunity to exploit them? And this is what Timberlake did. See, he ain't got no hits out right now. So what does he have to do? He has to play from his old uh, records. And he has to exploit Prince. And some of y'all sat and applauded the man for doing it. After, his, after Prince's family expressed that they didn't want a hologram, what does Justin Timberlake do but project Prince's image on a sheet? On some white fabric. And y'all are okay with that? See, that's what that's the problem I have. Black folk were okay with the exploitation of black bodies last night, with the, the exploitation of black intellectual property by the Dodge, Dodge Company, and the exploitation of black culture by Justin Timberlake. The same song that got Janet Jackson banned from the, the Super Bowl because of what Timberlake did to her, he performed last night. And all y'all got amnesia. Well, not all of us. Some of us got amnesia. I am, you know, I love black people, but sometimes y'all piss me the hell off. And right now I'm pretty frustrated with you. See, black history, the celebration of Black History Month doesn't mean anything if you allow your history to become a tool and a pawn of those who would repress you. That means you don't hold it sacred. This shit is sacred to me. You can't trivialize King on my watch and think I'm going to sit down and be okay with that. I'm never going to do that. And I'm disappointed that you would. Like, I get frustrated with my people because I know you're capable of so much more. I know we got so much potential to think critically and deeply about things. And if we could get that part right, if we would be able to get that part right, to think, to analyze, to put things together... Oh, my gosh. And this is part of the reason why I became an educator, because I knew that the American public school system doesn't support that kind of uh, training for, for students. The ability to analyze, to draw from the context. See, if you just operated in the, the, Dodge, con, uh, excuse me, the Dodge commercial from just the commercial itself, you might have felt kind of good. Probably because you're not working with King that often in your lived life. Maybe because you weren't even familiar with hearing his voice that way. Maybe because you weren't unaware of the Poor People's Campaign. Maybe because you are unaware about King's approach to capitalism. But then when I bring it to you, don't tell me I'm acting like a know-it-all. Listen and be willing to draw connections between things. Don't just encounter a single event and think that single event stands alone. It never does. Nothing in life occurs in a vacuum. Nothing in life is completely isolated from another thing. And we have to be able to make connections between things. There is a connection between Justin Timberlake, the Dodge commercial, and the NFL. But you got to be willing to do the work. You can't just sit and let... I just want us to do better. Like in our desires to improve our physical images 
in our desires to improve our careers, in our desires to improve our wardrobes, in our desires to improve our bank accounts. In our we cannot forget that we have to develop self, and part of self is community. This arrogant, and you've heard me say it on here many, many times, but this arrogant trend of believing that just because you are not personally offended does not mean that something is not offensive, it troubles me. Like, I don't even understand the logic. Because you are personally not offended, then you think you can make fun of, of those people who are offended. Or you can say that we're just looking for, we're overly sensitive or we're looking for reasons to be angry. Without even asking us, can you tell me what upset you about that? Can you help me understand why you make these connections? So I could appreciate that. But when you come to me and say every uh, is like uh, opinions are like assholes, everybody has one. Yeah, but some are informed and some are not. Like if you just pulling the idea out your ass, I understand why you think an opinion is an asshole. It's like an asshole. But when your opinion is informed by reading primary source documents, analyzing things and looking for the contextual, uh, excuse me, the context of a given event, then your opinion is not like everybody else's. It's an informed opinion. Like, we didn't learn that when we learned the difference between a fact and an opinion in school. Let me answer that no, because I know that most teachers aren't taught that. That's a problem. That's a problem. Y'all, it's Black History Month. I want us to do better. I want us to be better students of, of our culture. I want, to, I want us to be better stewards of our historical figures. See, one, uh, this is another thing that the American public school system produces. It's the, um, it's the very superficial understanding of some of our historical figures, right? So we knew King had a march on Washington. We knew he was nonviolent. And thanks to white pop propaganda, we know he preached peace. <laughs> but do we know his critiques of poverty and of capitalism? No, I know the American public school system didn't teach you that. I know it's possible that you went to an HBCU and might not have known that. But that doesn't mean you have an excuse for not knowing now because you're grown. And we have access to more information now than we've ever had before. Ever had before. Do the work. Or reach out to people who are doing the work. And don't just automatically think your opinion means something because you think it. It doesn't, especially if you have not brought anything with that opinion. I'm blocking people left and right because y'all ain't finna run my pressure up. Dumb asses. Anyway, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called them dumb. Uninformed. It, well, there's a difference between being uninformed and willfully uninformed. It's willfully uninformed people that piss me off. Uninformed people don't bother me because they're often willing to learn. But if you are willfully uninformed, you make my teeth itch. We got to do better. We got to try to... We have to stop running from things. Stop running. Listen, I know we had this conversation, me and a couple of our colleagues. It is easier to keep your head in the sand. It is easy. I think those people probably enjoy their days a lot more than I do. It's hard work to be relatively aware. James Baldwin said it. I'm going to, uh, uh, what's the word? Lord, I'm, I'm coming to a blank on the word choice. This is not a direct quote. <laughs> James Baldwin um, basically said that if you are relatively aware, in, in, if you are black and relatively aware in the United States, you're in a constant state of rage. 
So that's why it's ask not and say, I look for things to be angry about. I'm always, it's like the Hulk, <laughs> David Banner. The secret is I'm always in a rage because I pay attention. So I'm in a rage because of how white supremacy works, but I'm also in a rage because y'all asses ain't paying attention to how white supremacy works. But I get it. I get it. It's stressful. And it does mean that we're angry. But it doesn't mean that we look for things to be angry about. In fact, most of the time our asses are looking for ways to be joyful. That's why we can't wait for the Black Panther to come out. Because I want to have some joy. I want to see my people laugh and I want to see my people playing. I would love to watch a all-black football league if the owners look like the players and if uh, the coaches look like the players. Do you know, I would probably be, oh my gosh, I would be such a big sports fanatic. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. Anyway, we got to do better. We got to do better. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with me. So I am, um, I'm, try I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to increase the amount of study I do. I'm trying to increase the amount of archival work I do. I'm trying to increase the, num the amount of writing I'm doing. Because in my frustration with people who are willfully uninformed, I also now am more aware of people who are uninformed and hungry to be informed. And so I see part of my responsibility now is taking uh, information about our communities and our cultures and breaking it down into consumable pieces. This is why I do the free black history classes uh, the first Saturday of every month. And it's why I'm going to start doing more blog posts and things like that about um, pop culture, media culture from an African-centered perspective. Um, because I think it's important that the acts that we, um, in this information age, that we understand the importance and the power of information, um, and getting that information into the best kinds of hands, right? People who will do something with it. Um, let me go back and then I'm going to end my rants about this. Some of the same folk I, I saw making light of those of us who were critiquing the Dodge Ram, I'm sorry, the Dodge ad. I've never seen them critique white supremacy. Isn't that amazing that they find it easier to attack black political, black radical political thought than white supremacy? Hmm. I wonder why. I'm going to end on that note. I just wanted to uh, share some things with you today. Uh, I hope I got your ideas flowing. Always. As always, if you disagree with me or you agree, feel free to drop me a line at drtip at tellemtiptoldyou.com. I'm happy to continue the dialogue and discourse. Um, if you're interested in those free black history classes and you're in the middle Georgia area, come join me the first Saturday of every month at 1 o'clock. We do a different period of black history. Next time we're doing um, the birth of civilization. I uh, will see you there if you can. If not, I'll see you back here on our next podcast. Thanks. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Tell them to told you. Bye.